Alrighty, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to season three, episode 12 of Hit the Books, a podcast all about sports betting, the best bets you should be taking in everything surrounding sports. We're here for week 11 of the NFL season, 14 games this week, tons of other sports on as well. Um, tons to look forward to as we get into this week, some NHL. Um, I'm really some NHL, NBA, college basketball, college football. Can't get much better than this. I'm ready to jump into this week's episode here. Just Huff, Mackie, and myself this week. Let's start off here with Mackie. Mackie, what do you got for us this week here? Another week here, week 11. Not much else for me. What do you got? Yeah, like you said, just us three. No ace this week. Missing him, but uh, he'll, he'll be back next week. Um, good week of football. Cowboys dominated the Giants, as they should have, but still it's nice to see that. Um, 49-17. Rangers are playing really well in the NHL. Um, NHL is getting in full swing of things now, about 15 games into the season. So they're definitely um, we're, we're getting a feel for who's really uh, competitors and who's not. Penguins on a nice run. What are they on a six-game win streak right now? So um, that, that uh, sorry, I was muted. Yeah, those those dinosaurs are kind of picking it up. They're figuring that they got to skate a little harder. But um, other than that, not much going on. What do you got, Huff? Yeah, not much coming from me. I'll go through the uh, NFL records this week. You uh, and Ace both had winning weekends, Ace eight and seven. I had a winning week three. Yeah, point uh, seven five positive on the on the unit. I need you wow. needed those uh, Denver Broncos Monday night or Sunday night, whenever that was. Yeah. So that was a good hit. Yeah. Um, Ace plus two point oh eight units. I went two and three on the weekend. Uh, Jesse one and three. So not not our worst, not our best, but uh, I really like this slate for week eleven. So I'm excited to get into it. You said it, Huff. Yeah, not a terrible week, but not the best week. But we are here and we're ready for it. Let's jump right into this week here. I think we're going to start off with the NHL to get us started this week. Let's go over some of the current standings in the power rankings. We're going to start off here with our power rankings for the week of November 14th. Coming in at number five, we have the Dallas Stars. At number four, the Colorado Avalanche. At number three, Mackey's New York Rangers. Number two, the Vegas Golden Knights. And number one, if he was here right now, he'd be barking and bulling <laughs> for his Boston Bruins, which I don't, I don't even know if he should be in that spot. But we'll see as we keep going here. What are you guys thinking about those power rankings here coming into this week? Yeah, obviously a, a lot of good teams there. We saw Vancouver get, get snubbed out this week. Last week we threw them in there. Uh, they're still 11-3-1, definitely not a pushover of a team. Definitely still could have snuck in there, in my opinion. Uh, but Dallas having a great year leading their division, obviously. Uh, the, the one division I have my eyes on, Mackey, is, the, is obviously the Metro with the Penguins and the Rangers in there. Uh, the Capitals, we kind of hated on them to start out the year, sitting there right there in second place behind your Rangers. Your Rangers have a little bit more points than everyone. You're leading by five. And then the kind of rest of the pack is a little bit more tightened up, but... These Capitals have been the surprise for me to start the year. I didn't expect much out of them coming out of the gates. They're eight four and two at this point, eighteen points on the year. Um, obviously, we, we talked our power rankings. That's the one through five. But just a couple teams that are surprising me. Definitely the Capitals come to mind. Yeah, the Capitals started I think oh three and one too. So that record is even more impressive. Uh, the, the run that they're going on. But honestly, Ovechkin just kind of started pick, picking it up, uh, producing a lot more. He had an awful start, first four games of the season. And uh, he's kind of been going off recently. Now they're starting to win, but definitely, yeah, um, didn't see that coming. Yeah, and like but, you um, said, like you said about the Penguins, five game or five game win streak right now. We get obviously we just passed up the Devils in the standings. We have sixteen points. They have fifteen. We have a big matchup with them tomorrow. We're at home. Uh, I hope the Penguins can keep that win streak rolling and get it up to six over a division rival in the Devils, but. I didn't mean to cut you off about the Capitals if you want to get back into that. No, it wasn't any more about the Capitals. But um, how about those Devils kind of shit in the bed without uh, Jack Hughes? I really don't think that team's that good around that around, around Jack Hughes anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, they're kind of they're not playing very good hockey right now. Yeah, you, I mean, uh, you, I can't talk right now. But, you know, all the expectations for pe that people have for this team coming into the year, like Stanley Cup favorites and Eastern Conference Finals favorites, all this stuff. And, you know, you take your one superstar out of the game. You like to think that they're going to keep you afloat. And, yeah, I guess 7-6-1 seven, and one is afloat with where they're at in their division. But, I, I mean, you'd like to think they're going to be at least putting up some more points uh, in some of these games. They're playing like the old school New Jersey Devils hockey where they're trying to win games 3-1, to 3 to nothing, maybe even sometimes 2-1. You know what I mean? These tighter games yeah. where when they have Hughes in net or when they have Hughes out there on a power play, they're scoring four to five goals a game, and they're trying to win, you know, five one, four one, compared to how they're playing right now. I think 
taking him off the ice, like you said, has been a has been a definitely a big transition for them to have to realize. But they're staying afloat. I hope we can pick up a win off of them tomorrow night. But um, I, I definitely think they'll still be there in the playoff picture at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. Maybe not uh, in those top in that top three this year, though. Maybe on the, the wild card side of it. But um, Jackie's has got to get back healthy. Yeah. But um, yeah, Avalanche in the top five, put him at four. You got to respect him still, even though the record's not up there right now. Um, they're that, better than every other yeah, team that probably right. has a game on them. You know what yeah, I mean? You, you got to think in terms of who do you really want to see right now? You don't want to see the Avalanche. So um, got to respect him. But another team yeah. that's been surprising we took last night, obviously the Ducks, nine and six. They're right in the middle of that pack out there in the West. And what's Our crazy? Kings, Vancouver and the Kings. Go ahead. What's crazy is Trevor Zegers is having like the worst year ever. I think he has like four points. Beginning of the year, they benched him because they said he had like a bad attitude or something. Apparently, that coach over there is a, is pretty, a pretty big hard ass. I mean, he, he's not doing anything. So, yeah, I mean, you, uh, we all play sports. Like when you can't fucking do anything, you just get pissed off. Yeah, let me look up his stats real quick. I got him right here. Twelve so, games I mean, played, two points. Yeah, that's wow. crazy for a guy like the cover boy two years ago or last year, and then now yeah. he comes in with those kinds of stats. That's a little bit of the delayed uh, cover curse. I know everyone so, talks about the Madden curse, but obviously right. that's not looking good for him. But the Ducks continue to look good. McTavish, he's a stud. I really like him uh, for um, for Anaheim. That's a good young team. They filled in with a couple like veteran pieces like Gudis and Kalorn that I think were like good additions for them with how young they were as a team. But they're definitely scary because John Gibson, in my opinion, is still good enough to to play competitive hockey out there, especially when they're at home. That other goalie is playing good for them too, like Dostal yeah. or whatever his name is. Yeah, got what's his name? Postal, Costal. Dost, I think it's Dostal. It's a D. Yeah, I just knew it was yeah. some O S T L. But yeah, I mean, I, NHL as the Penguins have caught back up and caught in this little fire, I've gotten back into the NHL a little bit. Your attitude has switched yeah. so much. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of switched around. So I've been <laughs> looking at things. Uh, another one that kind of surprised me is what Ottawa's been doing. That kind of people had a lot of expectations for them coming into this year. Them and Buffalo both sitting at the bottom of that Atlantic division. Obviously a really tough division with, I don't think most people expected Detroit to have the start that they're having, but uh, I, I did expect Ottawa and Buffalo to jump out to a little bit more of a quicker start. I feel like Ottawa's having a lot of like uh, in-house problems going on. There's a lot more off the ice that that's, uh, that's going on over there. There's not a lot of chemistry going on. Um, yeah. But yeah, terrible start to the season. And that, and that team that you and Ace love the – bet on these Montreal Canadiens sitting there at 500 yeah that's that's about what I'd take them at because I don't know you t- I feel like you take them all the time you could definitely get a good value price on I took them. them I took them twice but I said after the second time I'm like I'm done betting on this team they can't fucking win yeah they're bad they were like I, seven and three and I took them and they and they couldn't even put up a goal I was like come on man yeah yeah I I, I definitely think they're going to be one of those teams that fall out of there I mean they're only sitting at 500 but yeah, that's the power rankings for this week. We'll get into them next week. Obviously, stay tuned to the social media for us posting those each week. We're now doing those in the NHL, NBA, and NFL each week. So uh, make sure you're staying tuned to see those each week. Absolutely. Lots of good stuff here out of the NHL. We're rocking and rolling in the NHL. Uh, just about, what, 12, 15 games piece per team. We're right there, right in the swing of things. I know I'm pumped for it. Trying to get to some games here for the holiday. But I think that's all we got here out of the NHL. Alrighty, let's shift our focus over to the NFL here. A couple points to jump at before we get started. One point here before we get to the power rankings. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will undergo surgery, seasoning surgery to repair a bone in his throwing shoulder. So just a terrible, terrible news coming out of Cleveland here this week for the Browns. You guys have any comments on that before we jump into our power rankings and the week 11 slate? Yeah, I mean, uh, th- that's a pretty big blow. Mackey was the one that had a lot of faith in this Browns team. Obviously, my Steelers get him this week. So, um, obviously, you-, you never root for a guy to get injured and not not play in the game. But, obviously, going up against my Steelers this Sunday, I like the Steelers to get a win against them. But we'll get into that on the slate. But, uh, I- Mackey, is this the injury he's been battling all year? Yeah, he's had he had a knee injury as well, so he's been battling a lot of injuries this year. He also so hasn't been playing. Bad as, thing to hang him up with Chubb out, you know what I mean? Him battling. Yeah, I know injury. you're sitting at six and three. You still have a chance at this division. I mean, this team is still in it. They've one of the best defenses in the league. Like it's just wasted now with Dorian Thompson Robinson starting at quarterback. But um, I saw someone say the only man that can save the Cleveland Browns, and it was a meme of uh, Cam Newton. And I said, yeah, no shot. Oh, I saw Johnny Manziel. I was like, it's, it's time to reunite. <laughs> That'd be sick, actually. Nah, he would never go back to the NFL. But yeah, um, it sucks for this Browns team. Definitely going to fall off now. 
this AFC is just too tight. But uh, you guys got a good game with them this week. The over-under sitting at 32 and a half. <laughs> it's like Iowa. Oh, my God, dude. That's insane. Yeah. That's we'll got to be the that. lowest like, in NFL. Like, in Definitely fast. recent NFL history. Unless yeah. the, one of those winter games in Buffalo where there's 16 inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually right. think that win game last year, the Patriots-Bills, I think that was 29 and a half. Jeez. And I think I took it because the final score was like 10 to 6. <laughs> All righty, let's keep it going here. Jump into our power rankings here in the NFL. Coming at number five, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Number four, Mackey's Dallas Cowboys. Number three, the San Francisco 49ers. Niners. Two, the Kansas City Chiefs. And number one, those Philadelphia Eagles holding that top spot. What are we thinking here? Coming into week 11, the power rankings out now. Not much has changed from last week, if I'm remembering correctly. Dallas. Dallas got back oh, in. Yeah, got, Dallas got Dallas back playing in. good football. I, th- I think they deserve to be in the top five, but um, definitely a lot of Niners back in. We took them back, back up at the third spot. Um, they had a nice win last week. Pretty commanding win over a nice Jags team. So, um I, I also feel like this this power rankings list, other than obviously the Eagles and the Chiefs, like what we've seen the Niners do over the past couple of weeks, they look like they got back to themselves and they play the Bucks this week, so they're going to be staying there. But like, I, I don't know. I'm just not sold on this Ravens team. I really want to see the Lions get their get their respect and get in this top five. Yeah, it's tough. But I, I wanted to put the Lions in too, but the Ravens absolutely smoked them. I felt like I couldn't. 30, 38 to six, I think it was. So Ravens slide in, coming off a loss. That's that's. I just think that's Ravens were already slide. in it. Though. Oh yeah, they slid down. We had them at three. We had them at yeah, three. Okay. Yeah. Now, I was the one that knocked them out. I was like, okay, I'll put them at six, give Detroit the spot. But I understand the head to head. I'm not high in this Ravens team either, to be honest. But I mean, you got to respect them. They are playing some pretty good football. Terrible loss last week though at home. Um, blew that I, second I'm, second half. I'm so let's get into this. Uh, yeah, let's, let's get this. right into it. Baltimore Ravens Thursday night football. We finally get a good Thursday night game. Yeah, we have a good Thursday night game. We got a good Monday night game as well. I think it's the Monday night game or it's a Sunday night game. There's all good primetime games this week. Oh yeah, all good primetime games this week. Awesome. We got a good week here ahead. Week eleven. We're gonna jump right into it here. Starting with Thursday night football. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, the favorite here, three and a half points. Their money line, minus 184. Bengals, plus 154 on the money line. Total an even 46. Uh, what are you guys thinking here going into this Thursday night football game? Yeah. yeah um, we're going to be on the same side here. So you yeah, we're on the same side on this one. I, I'm, I've been not sold on this Ravens team. Divisional football. Give me the underdog. Give me Joe Burrow. Give me the Bengals plus the three and a half. I've also been taking Mixon each week on the anytime touchdown. Plus 100 on FanDuel. Shop that. Make sure you get the best price. I like Mixon to get in the end zone uh, with all the injuries at the receiver position. It's looking like, uh, is Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, do we know what their status is for this game? Yeah, they should be They should be active. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm going with the Bengals. I like the Bengals with the oh. points. I've been riding them the past couple of weeks. I'm going to stick with the Bengals here. T. Higgins. We're honestly, pending the, pending the receivers, I think that Burrow gets the job done. T. Higgins is out. <clears throat> okay, so no T. Higgins, but they have Jamar. Yeah, Jamar's not even on the on the injury. Yeah, I'll take the Bengals with the points. I like that. They could I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. I'm probably going to go with the money line. Um, if you take the – I think the plus three and a half is pretty free in this situation. Um, yeah, that's AFC North with. matchup. Ravens already beat the Bengals. Ravens beat the Bengals in the first – and I think it was week two. Um, Joe Burrow actually did play a decent game that week, but he this is when he was still injured and not playing his best football. This is a must-win situation for the Bengals, and that's in in that division. They're sitting at the bottom. What are they? Five and five, I think they are. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's tough. You can't lose this game with the Ravens sitting at seven and three. But you win this game, everything's completely different. Ravens seven and four. Bengals six and four. Five and four. Know, so yeah, they're five and four because I saw that they're going to be six and four if they win this game. Um, that division tightens up a lot, and it gives the Bengals a chance to win it. But if you drop this game, it's it's tough. It's a tough fight back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. We're on the same side here. And you got to go with Burrow here. That's kind of what I was getting at. Ace is probably going Ravens minus three and a half, but maybe by the half point to the three. Perfect take. Good I, stuff. I mean, I, can, I feel like that's exactly yeah, that what is, say That here. is exactly what he would take, yeah. You're exactly right. You gotta here. I, got a, I got a couple trends here to back you guys up here. The Bengals 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games at Baltimore. Bengals 9-2 and two against the spread in their last 11 games played in week 11. Uh, say the first one again. One. Bengals are five and one against the spread in their last six games in Baltimore. Love it. 
Love it. The Ravens coming off a loss in Baltimore, though, kind of does scare me. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Prime oh, time, man. though, I, I definitely think the home field comes into play, but I think Burrow in the prime time, I'll, I'll take it. You like the under? I don't know. that. I didn't realize it's so high. That kind of scares oh, me. Prime over time. Over five and one in the past six meetings the, between the, these teams. The over is five and one in the last six meetings? Yeah. Dude, the Ravens have put up like 30 points in three of the last four weeks. Yeah. That's what scares me about taking it four, under right now. With the, four straight. the only thing is, is it is the AFC North, that whole thing. You know what I mean? The Ravens score a lot, dude, but it's primetime, divisional. AFC North battles are, are uh, defensive usually. When these teams played each other week two, the final score was 27-24 Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go Bengals with the points. I, I don't love the over-under. I'm not going to lie. I definitely lean the under, I think, but yeah, I like the Bengals with the points. I'm definitely having that. That 46 is one of the higher totals we have actually for the week. I see like a 46 and a half, a 48 and a half, but another 46 and a half, but that's really that about Monday it. night's got to be high. Oh, only 45 and a half. And it's going to go under just like they all do. Yep. Well, let's keep it moving here. Getting out of this Thursday night game into the Sunday slate. 1 p.m. to get us started. The Los Angeles Chargers heading to Green Bay to visit the Packers. Chargers are the favorite here. Three points for them. Their money line minus 172. The Packers plus 144 on the money line. Total 43 and a half. Um, no trends for me on this one. First one o'clock game. Packers at home. Huff, what are you thinking? This this is a really sketchy game if you ask me because I, I feel like the line should be a little more than just an even three. I mean, this isn't a Packers team with uh, you know that's necessarily buzzing right now. I'm trying to pull up their schedule right here just to see their recent record. I know they they coming off a bye, I believe, but or no, they played the Steelers last week and the Rams the week before. I don't know what I was thinking about a bye week, but um, so two losses, three consecutive losses, four consecutive losses. This isn't a Packers team that's necessarily scary. I feel like they should be getting more points on the road here. Kind of scares me. I definitely lean with the Packers, just kind of what my gut and the history of my my career gambling tells me here. Um, but the Chargers definitely need this game after a tough loss to the Lions at home. Can't drop two straight home games, but I'm definitely leaning on the Packers plus three. Yeah, Huff, I'm with you. I think it's definitely a bit of a sketchy line. This is one that you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of money coming in on the Chargers. But um, you got to think about it. Going into Lambeau, I mean, in in LA, you're, you're playing in a dome. You're playing in LA, so it doesn't really matter about the about yeah. the uh, weather. But I mean, going into Lambeau, first of all, it's not the easiest place to play. If it's freezing cold, it's probably not going to be very warm in in Wisconsin in the middle of, of uh, November. So I don't know. It could be a tough game for uh, for Justin Herbert. I think this Green Bay defense steps up big. Jordan Love might not have to do much. I think I think this uh, this is a slower game. I think it goes under forty three and a half. Um, but uh, I, I like the Packers as well. I, I think plus three will. Uh, we'll, I, I like the points. I don't like the money line because you got to think this is a much a must win game for Justin Herbert. So yeah, they got to win this five. game. Almost every game you're playing for your season now. Yep. It's just so sketchy. I'll take the Packers at home. Looks like a lot of the early money is on LA here. We are talking about this on Wednesday. All righty, let's keep moving here. One o'clock slate, Tennessee Titans in Jacksonville to visit the Jaguars here. Seven points for the Jags. Mi- minus uh, 295 for the Jags on the money line. Titans at plus 240. Total at 40 and a half. No trends from me here on this one. What do you guys got here for another one o'clock game here on Sunday? Mac, you want to get us going? Yeah, Mac, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I lean Jags, but it's a lot of points for a divisional matchup. Um, Jags got blown out last week. Titans just aren't playing very good football. That was a terrible loss last week, only six points to the, to the Buccaneers. Buccaneers defense is pretty good, though. But I don't know, maybe the Will Levis project isn't as good as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, that, that obviously he ob- kind of definitely fell off a cliff the past couple of weeks. That that second start being against the Steelers, and then last week, like you said, not looking too good. Uh, th- this week, however, I do kind of lean the Titans plus the seven. I don't know enough to bet it. Uh, like you said, just divisional team, divisional matchup. I know it's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville did not look good last week. I definitely think they're going to get right and win this game. But uh, I, I just divisional matchup, seven points. I'll take the chance. Still Mike Vrabel coaching the team. Uh, I think Levis has a better bounce back game. Derrick Henry, this could be a big game for him where they kind of just feed their superstars, him being the guy. Uh, give me the Titans plus a seven. I don't know if it'll be on my card. I don't love it. I like the under as well. 
Jacksonville's offense has not been doing too high, especially last week. That was pretty bad. Um, Titans basically rely on their defense, so. Alrighty, we got a big, big spread here coming up. The Raiders heading to Miami all the way across the U.S., getting out of that F1 crap in Miami, or excuse me, in Vegas, uh, Miami at home. 12.5 points for Miami, minus 800 on their money line, plus 560 for the Raiders' money line. 46.5 is the total only trend I have here. Dolphins are 23-8 and eight against the spread in their last 31 games at home, so just heavy on that trend there, reason for that 12.5 points. Huff, why don't you get us going here on this 1 o'clock matchup? Yeah, th- this is a game I just won't bet. I hate these big spreads, and I hate when I like the favorite in these big spreads. I kind of leave Miami with the 13 points. I said it last week. I kind of think that uh, the Raiders are going to slip up and fall off with this interim coach. You know, I always said I take them the week that they get the first week that they have the interim coach and then fade them week two. But, you know, the Jets just doesn't were with not the spot to do it against last week. Raiders are 2-0 and under Antonio Pierce. Obviously, I think they're going to lose this game, but I also think the Dolphins cover the 13 points. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. Yeah, I'm not going to have a play either. This is just too high of a spread. I don't know. I feel like this Raiders team is playing for a lot. Um, I think they have a different spark under them. They all seem to like say it at least. I don't know if that's just a cover-up or whatever it is. but I feel um, like that's truly they all hate McDaniels that much. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so I think they have a little fire under their ass. They've won two straight. Maybe they can keep this one close. But then again, the Dolphins love to murder teams like this and then just lose to the good teams. So um, we've seen the Dolphins just like absolutely obliterate exact teams like this. So I assume the Dolphins will probably cover the 13 and a half. Just a sketchy line, though. Yep. Moving right along here, jumping over a little bit north to North Carolina, the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Carolina Panthers. Cowboys the favorite here, 10.5 points. Their money line minus 560. Panthers money line plus 420 and the total at 41.5. Mackie, we're going to send it to you here. No trends from me. What do you think your Cowboys are going to do here? Uh, Double-digit spread with the half point. What do you think? Yeah, just another game where you got to take care of business. 10.5 points spread on the road. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I love that, but Dallas offense is kind of rolling. 49 points last week against the Giants. This is a pretty similar team to the Giants. So I lean to 10 and a half. I might have to put them in my car because I don't enough. And I don't take advantage of how good this team has been this season. But um, they just got to take care of business. And this one, it should, uh, should, they should roll over them. Yeah, I kind of lean the Cowboys here too. I hate the 10 and a half. But, uh, I mean, if the Cowboys are going to cover this spread, I think they win by 14 or more. So uh, I'd like it all the way to there. But if I am going to take this spread, I, I don't know what the number is. I'd kind of lean on the first half uh, to be covered by the Cowboys. The first half spread, I kind of like that. Uh, Bryce Young has definitely struggled early on in games throughout the throughout this year. Kind of comes on and puts something together in the second half when they're kind of just like, fuck it, we need to come back here. But I'm going to go Cowboys, maybe first half, maybe full game, but definitely leaning on your Cowboys here. First half spread is at six and a half, huh? Yeah, I like a Bryce A Bryce Young interception line is probably like minus 300 in this game. Yeah, I like the, I like that first half. I'll look into that. I'll look into a line for his interception. I don't know if they'll have player stuff out yet. Yeah, yeah they not never yet, have player stuff this year. No, I'm saying like as as we get closer to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sunday on the stream. Alrighty, another one o'clock matchup here: Arizona Cardinals, Houston Texans in Houston. Houston is the favorite, minus four and a half. Their money line, minus 240. Their uh, Cardinals money line at plus 198. Just shy of that 200 mark. Total, 48 and a half. No trends from me out of this game. Huff, what do you guys what, got here? Another one o'clock. Huff, what do you think of this Cardinals team with Kyler Murray? I think I, I'll just go right into it. I kind of like the Cardinals with the points here. Uh, I definitely think CJ Stroud could pull something out of his ass and win this game. Not saying it's like they're, they shouldn't be favored here, but I'm saying like, I could see them down at the end. He get him get another, you know, late drive or something, get a field goal and win. But I think the Cardinals will cover this four and a half or five points. I think they look really good last week with Kyler Murray. I think if he wants to run the ball, I, that's honestly my preferred choice with him is him kind of use his feet, extend the plays. You still have Hollywood Brown there. You still have Rondale Moore. They have weapons down there for him to use. James Conner just came back. I mean, I, I don't hate this Cardinals team right now. I definitely like them more now than I did a couple weeks ago with Dobbs. Uh, just because Kyler Murray's obviously, I think a more exciting player uh, with the with the speed that he brings under the or at the position. But I'm going to go Cardinals with the points here. Yeah, I'm going to go against you on this one. I think C.J. Stroud is going to light up that Arizona Cardinals defense. 
that defense is probably the worst defense in the league. And just because Kyler Murray came back, who I'm also not that high on, I don't. It doesn't make their defense any better. Um, Texans huge win last week. I think they're rolling on a lot of momentum. But honestly, teams that are coming off a big win like that usually fall off a little. So it goes against against my play a bit here. But five points is a little sketchy. I I mean I think this they win by a touchdown. I don't think this Cardinals team is that good with Kyler Murray. I don't think that that, that uh that he makes them that much better than than they were with Josh Dobbs. But um, you guys are a little higher on Kyler Murray than I am. Yeah, I've always kind of liked Kyler. He just like squirms around the field. It's so weird to watch. It's so him hard to play. tackle him, dude. He's so small. It's hard to tackle him. Like yeah, you don't he's know like where the fuck he's mouse. going. It's so weird. <laughs> and he has some sick plays in his career, like the the Hail Murray and the the, the one where he Murray. led that when he led that drive against the the Raiders to get the two point conversion and backdoor cover that spread. It was crazy. <laughs> he has some good wins. Has he ever been to the playoffs? Yeah, he's been to the playoffs. They lost to the Rams. With D Hop. Mm-hmm. And JJ Watt. All righty. Keep on moving on here. Steelers and Browns are next here in Cleveland. Cleveland's the favorite here. One and a half points. Their money line minus 118. Steelers money line plus 100. Total at 32 and a half. Trends I got here. Steelers 10 and 3 against the spread in their last 13 games. 6 and 1 against the spread in their last 7 on the road. And the under is 7 1 in Cleveland's last 8 at home. Huff, start us off here. What do you think the Steelers are going to do here? Uh, coming off a couple games there at home that we were at. They're now on the road here for a minute. What do you think? What do you got? Yeah, big divisional matchup here. Obviously, we heard the news with Deshaun Watson. We were mentioning that earlier. I like the Steelers in this matchup. Underdog, obviously, going into Cleveland. Historically, Tomlin owns the Browns. Uh, give me the Steelers here, plus 100. Love the underdog value here. I'll uh, book that right now. Give me the Steelers with the money line. I don't like that over-under. That is way too low and sketchy. I could see it go over. Because uh, it's kind of last week with that Packers game, I think it was 14-7 after the first three drives, which obviously is never good for a low over-under when I think it was set at 38.5 in that Packers Bro, game. Uh, give me, give me the Steelers it. here on the money line. Yeah, yeah I had, Dude, I had it. It was fucking – it ended at 42. Uh-huh. It was tw- it, there second was like, half, they didn't score at all. No they scored like six the points half. in the second half. It was ridiculous. I was like, there's no way this game goes over. But um, this game, I think the only way it goes over is if we see like a defensive touchdown or two. I don't think we're going to see any offensive um, movement in this entire game. I don't know. It's sketchy. I mean, the Browns just announced Deshaun Watson's out for the year, and um, and Steelers are still underdogs, so it's definitely a sketchy line. You got to expect the Steelers to win this football game. Kenny Pickett always just has like one or two really good drives, and it's enough to, for them to win, especially with this defense. But um, definitely going to be a lot, um, a low scoring game, a lot of defense in this game. Um, look into a DTR interception. I would like that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it is weird that I thought this it's, I saw some books have the Steelers now listed as favorites. So it's definitely gonna be around a pick. No I just don't think Mike Tomlin's going to lose this football game. That's yeah. I, I just, that's I, with the work right now. We have a pick picked up a couple wins in a row. This is one you got to win before next week when you go to Cincinnati. I can't believe the Steelers team's about to be seven and three. That's just what's insane. a what's a what's a crazier fact? This team being seven and three, if we get to seven and three, or the fact that that Roethlisberger team was eleven and zero when he was thirty eight. I don't know because that, that Steelers team was like good, and then they just completely fell off. Like, would you lose yeah. like, the last five games of the season? We also lost then, five or six. Yeah, yeah, and then you lost in the first round. I don't know. That was definitely different, though. I, I think probably that eleven and no Steelers team for sure. We were just—it was like this year, dude. They actually wait. I want. I saved something that I saw on Instagram that I wanted to read off while we we're while we were talking about the Steelers. It's like a bunch of stats. It, they're basically last year's Vikings. <laughs> when you look at these stats, it's pretty crazy. So how did the Steelers get to six and three with stats like this? Six and zero oh in one score games. Keep in mind we're six and three. So every game we've won has been a one score game. We have not yeah. won by more than one possession. <laughs> Outgained in nine consecutive games. Every total game. yards gained this season twenty five hundred. Total yards allowed thirty four hundred. So we're being outgained by a thousand yards. You've been outgained every single game. Yeah, and our point differential is a negative twenty six. Like, dude, that is like. And you're six and three, like not even like five and four or like five and three. Like, yeah, six like one of those and pesky three. four and four teams. Yeah, six and you've three. You've won double the games you've lost, and then, and you still have those. St- it's just incredible. It, it, it's insane how Mike Tomlin finds ways to win football games 
every single year. It's insane. It's it honestly yeah the point it's overlooked. The, the Ravens differential is plus one hundred and thirteen, and they're and they're seven and three in the Raven or the Steelers are right behind them in the division minus twenty six. It's six and three. That's fucking great, dude. I don't know. Unreal. You, you think the Steelers team makes the playoffs? I honestly do. I, their schedule doesn't get hard at any point. I don't think. I'm gonna look through it right now. I'm gonna go through what they're. We have what two tough game. Our two hard games are the next two weeks. Yeah, and then you have oh my god. And the Browns dude. just got a lot easier. It's the Patriots at home, Cardinals at home in Indy. I like us in Indy. You're Maybe gonna lose. We're gonna split with the Bengals. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna lose in Baltimore week up. 18. And you're gonna lose in Seattle, I think. Yeah, I could see us lose those last two games. I th- eleven see, and five. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I okay. No, wait. Let me let me go through this real quick. You're six and three, so you get to seven and three, seven and four, eight and four, nine. They're and ten four. and six at worst. No, no, no. Wait, what would you say? Ten and six? <laughs> I said ten and six at worst. No, ten and seven. Oh, 10 and seven, yeah. Ten and seven at worst, because they could could. I don't think they will, but that Colts game might be a little tough. In, in yeah, that could be a that could be a weird game. Well, either any of those, not that Cardinals game. That Cardinals game at home, I think we will win that. But if that, you that, lose, if you lose that Colts game, you have to win one of the last two games this, of the year. Yeah, yeah. But if you win it, I think you'll. I that think Ravens you'll game, we I love playing the Ravens. We always play them tight, so I'll take my chances in Baltimore. Yeah, that could be for the division. <laughs> we keep yeah, you pace, also dude. you also might have to win eleven games to fucking be a wild card in this, in this uh, conference, yeah. dude. Yeah, I but mean, dude, you know what I'm saying? If we do keep Bad. winning, if we do keep winning, obviously now the situation with the Browns, the Bengals are behind us. If us and the Ravens keep winning, that Week 18 could come down to for the division, and the Steelers have already beaten the Ravens. Like we could be a game behind them, go two and zero against them, and then have the same record. Yeah, you could be a game behind win the division. You could be a game behind, but you probably. What's the second tiebreaker? Divisional record? Yeah. And we've already beat the the Browns and the Ravens. We're only I mean, I think if you win division. this week, I, I think if you win this week, there's like a 80% chance you make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. But if you lose this week, it probably goes to like under. Because I don't love us in Cincinnati in two weeks. If you lose, yeah, yeah, no. If you lose this week, it probably goes under under like 42%. I don't know. You think it jumps that much? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely six and that. four, and then you're looking at six and five after next week. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a huge difference. Seven and three or six and four. Exactly. Big game. You gotta you gotta beat Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah. If not, this is the game we'll look back on. This one, and then like you said, that Colts game or some other stupid game. We'll let Gardner Minshew throw for fucking four touchdowns in that game. Yeah, you can't let Mac Jones beat you either. <sighs> I don't that one I'm not worried about. <laughs> <laughs> Steelers in the primetime against Mac Jones. I love oh, it's it. primetime game? <laughs> Thursday night football. Oh, my God. Yeah, you might actually win that one by more than one possession. Yeah, that might be our two-possession game this year. One by nine. <laughs> Not even the full ten. What's going on, everybody? Jesse from Hit the Books here. I want to tell you a little bit about Zencaster. We use Zencaster because it's the best solution for us to record our episodes each week. The four of us in different locations. Coordination is hard, and Zencaster makes that easy. Like I said, it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in with your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups. Ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster's an all-in-one platform. If you've thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform. You can create a podcast all in one place distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other major destinations. If you're interested, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. Use our code, hit the books. You'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same experience, easy experience we do with all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Make sure to use our link in the description below or our offer code, hit the books at Zencaster.com slash pricing. Or 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We are getting through it here. Week 11, as I said, we're getting through this season like there's no tomorrow. 
But let's keep it moving here in the NFL at the one o'clock slate. New York Giants. What? You said we're through week nine, I think. We're through week 10. This is week 11. Yeah, I, said, you know, yeah. I think he said it was through week nine. I don't know. I didn't hear. I don't know what I said. I never know what I say. Anyways, let's keep <laughs> moving here. One o'clock slate. New York Giants, Washington Commanders in Washington. The Commanders, big favorites here. Nine and a half points. Their money line minus 430. Giants money line at plus 340. Total at 36 and a half. The trends I got here. Commanders 10-0-1 against the spread in their last 11 games played in November. How is that true? That's mad. Commanders are what? 10-0-1 in their last 10 games in November? 11 games played in November. No, that's that's, there's no, that's not true. Yeah, they lost last week. It has to be a home stat. Or a divisional stat. I'm going to have to look at that one. But no anyway, way, it's even a divisional stat. We usually play them on Thanksgiving. We beat their ass. Yeah, true. True. Giants 8-3 and three against the spread in their last 11 games at Washington. Commanders 0-6 against the spread in their last six games is the favorite. That one sounds a lot more believable. Um, Mackie, why don't you start us off here with this one? What are you thinking here? Another 1 o'clock game. Yeah, I don't know. This Commanders team is definitely not good enough to have a 9.5 point to be a 9.5 point favorite. But uh, I'm looking on the score right now, and I see 8.5, so it looks to be trending downwards. Um, I don't know. Can we see this Giants team get a little fire under their ass against this um, Washington team that just kind of sold their best players at, at the trade deadline. Um, divisional game going to be tough. I like the under. Not a lot of points. We could see Sam Howell light up this defense, so I don't know. So I'm not going to have a play on this one. What do you think, Huff? Why is it t- nine and a half? I, I mean, I know the commanders aren't that good, but like, is DeVito still playing? Yeah, the, dude, the Giants are just atrocious. Yeah, I mean, okay. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with the commanders here. I think, that, I think if Sam Howell plays exactly how they played last week against Seattle, I think they cover a nine-point spread here. Um, so uh, I'm going to go with them at home, obviously being in Seattle last week, covering a six point underdog spread. Uh, I think if they play similar to that kind of game, their defense will step the up at home. Um, I, I, I like the commanders here with the points. Dude, I don't think the commanders are that bad without, with, after getting rid of Montez Sweat and, um, no, they'll, they'll be on. And Chase they, Young. I mean, I mean it, they played good last week. They played really well last want week. To play there. Like half the time, that's the problem. It's like, okay, if you're just going to have like a, you know what I mean? A shitty attitude about playing here. It's like, if you're, you're just going to act like you're hurt or something like that kind of bullshit. It's like, just move on. We'll get picks for you. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Better off without you. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. But no, this could, this, uh, we could see the commanders kind of ball out this game. I hope they do. It I honestly looks like, it honestly looks like they cleared, like not like, I don't want to say like a cancer in the locker room. Cause like, but like they definitely didn't have a good reputation with Chase Young. Like it seems like that whole team was like has a new like spark that they're like, okay, fuck that guy, he's gone. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, definitely. Kind of like the same thing going on in uh, Vegas. Yeah. Good stuff there, boys. Let's jump into this final one o'clock matchup here: the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Detroit the favorite, minus eight and a half. Their money line minus four thirty. Bears money line at plus three forty, and the total at forty seven and a half. Lions, some pretty interesting trends coming into this week. Lions 11-0 against the spread in their last 11 division game, divisional games. Bears 0-11 straight up in their last 11 divisional games. Bears 0-12 straight up run in Sunday road games. So just totally swayed in each direction, as I, as I said. Eight and a half points is the question here. Huff, Huff why don't you jump us jump into this game for us? Uh, final one o'clock matchup here in week 11. Yeah, this, uh, I like this Lions team a lot. Uh, this is a weird spread. <coughs> I thought the Panther or the Bears should be maybe a 10 point spread, kind of closer to that uh, Panthers Cowboys spread, especially with the Bears being on the road here. Um, I- I'm going to go with the Lions here to cover this number. They've been really good at home this year. Uh, I know it's a big spread, divisional favorite. I usually take the, bit, the bigger spread with the underdog in these kinds of matchups. Uh, I know Justin Fields is coming back for the Bears. I don't think that helps them much at all. Give me the Lions with the points. Yeah, I'm definitely on the Lions as well. I mean, this Lions team, you just saw them put up 41 on on, uh, on the Chargers' heads. Dan Campbell will do anything to, to win. And Dude, he it's crazy. He's so fun to watch. Fourth and two, fourth and three. Fourth and two. 30 or Take 20. That was crazy. Goal. Oh, my God. That was insane. And he won the football game right there. And this Lions team is just rolling. Jared Goff's playing incredible football. Him and Amon Rock connection. Um, you got the backfield. You got Jameer Gibbs. Had a big game last week. David um, Montgomery's back. He's back. That team. I mean, that team's rolling right now. There's no way this Bears team is gonna. 
I, I think we could see a blowout in this one. So yeah, line, this could get ugly. State. This I definitely think this is the one that could be really ugly. I don't think Justin Fields coming back helps them at all. Do you? Um. Yeah, I think it helps them a little, but I mean, how much really? Like, come yeah, on. exactly, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, I really don't think not, it's like anything enough crazy to, affect, to th- overthink. Yeah, not enough to affect the, the game, like the outcome or anything. Yeah, you still have a dumbass head coach. Like, you still have a m- middle below average quarterback. Like, I don't think it changes that much. For sure. This is on, honestly like half the reason I keep taking lines is like what you just said. Like, they're just like they'll do the, the Dan Campbell was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna win this game or I'm gonna lose outright. Like, right. Right, yeah, definitely. But um, shit, what was I just gonna say? Never mind. They're fun to watch, definitely. Golf looks like. I mean, you definitely could argue golf is a top whatever quarterback this year, whatever number you want to throw. You could argue it. Golf is severely underrated, and I think he's he's been since he got traded. Like he wasn't in the Super Bowl two years before he got traded. I mean, it was because good quarterback. Stafford they were went straight to his team and won. I know, but they were like they were twelve and one two years prior in twenty nineteen. They put up oh, fifty four yeah. points against that the the Chiefs in the prime. Like, yeah, I mean, that, I like him. He I was, was good, dude, and he he is good still. I'm glad to see him be the <clears throat> him be the guy that like turned them around. Like, I know I was always a Stafford guy, but like, obviously they're now putting a lot more stock into their draft picks where they need to. Like, the Lions had terrible head coaching and whatever for our entire life, and now they finally get him. Remember when they hired him? Everyone was like, "Oh, great! Oh, Christ! The Lions did it's it again. Head. They hired the dumbest meathead they could, yeah. and this guy's a, looks like he seems to be a genius so far. Like, this is the kind of team I do not want to see in the playoffs if I'm in the NFC. Yeah, no way. Especially a playoff game. Like, imagine him. Would he do like fourth and two from his own fucking ten? Like, fuck it, let's win this game. Like, I, I agree. And they keep playing like this. They're gonna be. They're going to have home field advantage until at least they play the Eagles. Or Eagles or you got. Yeah, Eagles you guys are in the same division. Yeah, Eagles. Niners, maybe. They'll have a better record than Niners, I think. Yeah, see, Niners drop games every year. They just drop way too many games where they just don't come out and play. Three games This line series is just like, uh, they're really fucking good. I, 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 dude, I, I'm honestly like, I want to put a bet on them to like win the NFC. I'm not kidding. But I got to see them win the division before they can win the, you know what I mean, go the whole way. Right. That's going to be everything for our one o'clock slate here. Time to jump into the four o'clock matchups here. The first one being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading all the way across the country. San Francisco 49ers double digit spread here. 11 and a half points for the 49ers minus 750 on the money line plus 530 on the money line for the Bucs and the total at 41 and a half. No trends from me here coming into this first four o'clock matchup. But Mackie, why don't you get us rolling here? What do you think here? Bucks and 49ers in San Francisco, uh, another double-digit spread here in Week 11. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners at home here. I think they do cover the 11.5 as well. Um, Bucks got a nice win last week after a four-game losing streak, so they um, coming off a nice win. I think they're going to kind of fall into a pit here. Um, this Niners team is back healthy, playing really well. Huge win last week, get, get back in the win column. Uh, look for Christian McCaffrey to get back in the end zone this week. His streak of 18 straight uh, – Ended last week after the team put up like 38 points. Crazy he didn't get in, but um, he's, he'll get he'll probably get back in this week. Look for Brock Purdy to have a big game, and that defense just um, completely stifled that uh, Baker Baker Mayfield-led offense. I kind of lean the Bucks with the number. I think that they can hang around with this. Uh, they've been playing pretty good football the past couple of weeks. I know they haven't put up a ton of points, obviously getting the Titans last week, and then uh, that, that matchup with the Texans two weeks ago <clears throat> was electric. I just I don't know why I I don't know how I, I will not be carding it but I, I definitely lean with the Bucks I think it's a little bit too many I think it should be a nine and a half point spread. Yeah, I don't really care about this game. Yeah, me either. <laughs> hey, CMC touchdown. CMC over. 85 yards. Jesse's got to make sure he gets this shit out. <laughs> Sorry, what? It's definitely staying in. That's fine. Ace, I'm yeah. just filling in for you, buddy. You definitely have CMC here and Niner spread. Next 4 o'clock matchup here, the New York Jets heading just across the state there to the Buffalo Bills. Bills, the favorite here, seven points for them. Their money line minus 310. Jets on the money line at plus 250. Totaled an even 40. No trends for me here out of this one. What do we got here, boys? Huff, why don't you get us rolling here? Seven points for the Bills 
battle of uh, another battle in New York here. All right. Yeah. Mackie, I got a quick question here for you. Do you think, uh, I don't know if you've looked at the, uh, the Bills schedule. Uh, do you have the Bills making the playoffs sitting at five and five with their remaining schedule? No, I actually don't. I, I was thinking about this or I was looking through it to the day after their loss. Um, let's go through their schedule right here. Well, first of all, do you think, do you think that they win this week? I think they win this game, but don't cover. Okay. But I think yeah. this is a classic, just they could murder the Jets here, but the Jets have a good defense. I, I, I will not be betting on this one either. I kind of lean the Jets with the number. Might throw the Bills in a money line parlay. If I, I'm not the biggest money line parlay guy, but sometimes we'll take a two or a three-legger. If the Bills aren't too juiced uh, by Sunday, maybe I'll end up taking that as one of them. But um, yeah, so win against the Jets, loss in Philly, loss in, in Kansas City. I think the Cowboys come into Buffalo and beat them. So there's three straight losses right there. At the Chargers, what do you want to do there? Bills at Chargers, what would you say? I'm going to take the Bills because the Chargers are going to blow it again and not not finish the game out. Okay, home against the Patriots. Patriots what? beat them every single time, but I think the Bills win. Bills win. Okay, at Miami, Week 18. It doesn't matter. They're the best they're going to be is nine and eight. Yeah, and what are the? Let's look at the Dolphins schedule real quick. I'm going to be at that my that Bills at Dolphins game Week 18. Did I tell you that? No, it's kind of sick. Yeah, my brother moved to Fort Lauderdale. I'm going on a visit. Jesse's coming with me. We're going to that uh, Bills at Dolphins game week 18. January <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, Dolphins schedule. Home against the Raiders. We both said they win that game. Um, at the Jets. Win. Win. At the Commanders. Win. Home against the Titans. Win. Home against the Jets. Win. Home against the Cowboys. Win. I could see the I could see the Cowboys lose either that in Buffalo or in Miami. Well, I could see them lose one of those games. So whichever that could be a big one, whoever they lose to. We'll say they lose to Miami. We'll just say they lose to Miami to keep saying win because the next one's gonna be a loss in Baltimore on yeah. New Year's Eve. And then yeah. last game home against the Bills. I think that they drop one of the Jets too. So you think they split with the Jets? Lose to the Ravens. That's two losses. And if you have the Cowboys, if you have the Cowboys beating them, that's three losses to end the year for the for the six and three Dolphins. So they'd be what eleven and six. 11 and the and Bills six. would be at best nine and eight. At best ten and seven, I think. They're yeah. five and five, and look at the schedule they have left. There's no way that they don't lose three more games. Yeah, they're gonna lose three straight. I think. But. Yeah, uh, I, I think the Bills win the game. I already kind of said what I have to say on this one. I think the Bills win the game, but I think the Jets could cover this. Uh, Bills definitely don't look good right now. Just fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, didn't really know. It, I don't think anyone saw that coming, obviously, with being the, a 5-4 and four team or 5-5 five and five team, just immediately ripping the coordinator out of there. kind of wish the Steelers would have did that, but it looks like they've caught on with Canada, but that's another team. But I, I just can't put money on this Bills team by a touchdown right now. Yeah, no way, especially not against this Jets defense. Bills have not been putting up points. Simple as that. The offense is uh, not rolling like they usually are. Josh Stephon Allen Diggs is, looks, is clearly pissed off. Drama too, like. queen, man. And, that, and that's that's the real problem here. I think that he's just demanding the ball. Josh Allen's making forcing. He's forcing balls, even when they're not to him. He's waiting for him to get open. He's letting the route develop. And it's still not developing because he's triple teamed. He has to look it off and force the throw. And then it's getting tipped, throwing an interception, and it's going the other way. He turns the ball over like three times a game. It's ridiculous. But... Um, they're in shambles right now. The offense is in shambles. I don't think this game goes over either. I think it's a very low-scoring game. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets won this football game. I really wouldn't. But I'm going to take the Bills to win, just uh, not taking a minus seven. So we're on the exact same side there? Yeah, I guess Jets so. Jets cover, Bills win. Yeah, but I'm not betting the Jets. No way. I probably won't bet either of them. Alrighty, boys. One more game here in the four o'clock slate. The Seahawks and the Rams in LA. Seahawks are the favorite here by just one point. Their money line minus one eighteen. Uh, Rams money line at plus one hundred. Total at forty six and a half. No trends for me here out of this four o'clock matchup. But what do we think is going to happen here in LA? Mackie, why don't you get us started here? I can start on this one. I, I definitely know what I like on this one. So, uh, yeah, Rams uh, hosting the Seahawks divisional matchup. Sketchy, dude. Sketchy yeah, line. What? Seahawks coming off a really, t a really, you know, fought back win against a six point underdog in the Commanders last week at home. I'm on the Rams here. I think the Rams get a big win here. Are the Rams coming off a bye? If I'm correct, or did they play? Uh, who did they play last week? 
Yes, coming hey, off a bye. Yeah, I do like I, I like the Rams here at home. So I like McVay the off a bye. Yep, I, I like the Rams. I just think at home they get the job done. Uh, divisional matchup, technically the underdog here. Give me the Rams. Yeah, I, I lean Rams as well, but I'm going to go with the over here. I think uh, if the Rams do win this game, they're going to have to really sling the football. Matt Stafford's going to have to have a good game, use his receivers. Um, and Geno Smith should probably put up some points against this pretty weak defense. A lot of pressure from Aaron Donald. Look out for that. Um, I don't know. It could be a big turnover game. But um, yeah, I think this could be this. Is, I think this will be the four o'clock game that I actually watch out of those three. Yeah, my play here is the over forty six and a half. Even though it's a divisional matchup, I mean, I don't, I don't think it really come, comes into play here. Yeah. Good stuff, boys. We got some good primetime games here lined up. Sunday night football, Monday night football. Let's start it off here with Sunday night football. The Vikings and the Broncos in Denver, mile high. Denver, the favorite here, just two and a half points. Their money line, minus 134. Vikings at plus 114 in the total at 42 and a half. I got a boatload of trends here for this one. Broncos, 2-12-1 against the spread in their last 15 games as the favorite. Vikings, 9-2 straight up in their last 11 Sunday road games. Over is 14-4 in Minnesota's last 18 games played in November. Vikings are 5-1 straight up, 5-0-1 against the spread in their last six games on the road. Some pretty interesting uh, trends here coming into this Sunday night football game. The odds are saying the Broncos, but the trends seem to be pointing at the uh, Vikings. What do you guys think here? Mackie, why don't you get us started here on Sunday night football? Yeah, it seems like a trap game, but if you really look at it, the Broncos have won three straight, two of them against Pat, one of them against Pat Mahomes, one of them against Josh Allen. I mean, this team's playing really good football. Russell Wilson's playing really good football. This defense is even playing good football. Ever since they got hung by 70 on, on, against Miami, they've actually really buckled down and played some good football. Um, Sean Payton's playing, um, coaching some good football as well. I think that's a big factor to do with it, but... You know, Russ might actually just be back. So um, I'm going to go with the Broncos at home. It's a tough place to go. Josh Jobs looking really good with this offense, with this uh, Vikings offense. I think the Vikings are playing incredible football too, but um, they've won five straight. They got to drop one soon. They're not the best team in the league. Um, they're going to lose their football games as well. So uh, give me the Broncos at home with their, while they're rolling. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Loved them. La- you took them last week against the, the Bills with the points. Won the game outright. Obviously, I'm still a Russ guy at heart. Always rooting for him. Love to see him pick up that win there. I'm going with the Broncos here again. Give me the Broncos minus the two and a half. I'm not sold on this. Uh, I'm not. I shouldn't say not sold. Like you said, the Vikings are playing great football. I'm not buying into the hype with this Josh Dobbs experience or experiment that Minnesota's doing. I don't think that you know they're one of these contenders still in the in the picture like a lot of people think. I think this is a game that they slip up, like you said, really hard place to go play. And another point that you made that I like is Sean Payton's uh, coaching really good football, but Russ is also, you know, looking like himself again. They're starting to look like they've kind of built uh, a little bit of a relationship where they can trust each other. Sean Payton's starting to open up the playbook for what Russ wants to do, a lot of rollouts and a lot of uh, kind of letting him extend the play, but not to the point where he's, you know, running around. We saw points in that Bills game where, He'll run for the eight yards and slide like a veteran quarterback, which my I was sitting there watching it with my dad, and he's like, why is he sliding there? I'm like, it's a 13-year quarterback. He does not want to take a hit there. He's, you know Sean Payton's telling him, go down. You're not taking that hit. Like Every quarterback, you never want to see your quarterback taking a hit there. That's just smart football. The Broncos get the win. I know it was you know by two flags at the end of the game, but I'm always rooting for this team. I like them at home here. Broncos minus two and a half. The difference with Russ is that I think he's realized that he can't move like he used to, and he's he he's rolling he out. Still has the he's, arm, like he still running has that arm, and he's running differently. He only runs in certain situations, and he makes sure that he's nowhere near getting hit. He's run, yep. he's, he's sliding three three feet. He's early. always been the best at that. He's yeah, like you remember, like when uh, Lamar was young, and uh, I know he's not that old, but like his first couple of years, RG 3s first couple of years, Burrow's first couple of years, those guys were taking the massive hits. Even when Russ was young, dude, he'd run right out of bounds and sacrifice two three yards. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's just that's why he's still playing and like still football. able to move. Yeah, but he's definitely. I mean, he's using that arm a lot better as well. But um, yeah, he's playing, the run game's playing. picking up behind him, so it's kind of giving him the opportunity to open up play action. I, I I like what this Broncos team's doing a lot right now. Yeah, sitting at four and five. I mean, they're they're not out of it yet. I mean, if you want to count the Chargers, then you better count the Broncos in. As I was well. just gonna say that if they're in it, they're the Broncos are also in it. Yep, because I like them to win here. That'd get them to what five and five. Yep. They were sitting at one and five four weeks ago, three weeks ago. And we ago. both picked the Chargers to lose this week. Going to be a good Sunday night football game there. I know I'm ready for that one. Another good one here on Monday night. 
uh, battle of the of the Kelsey brothers here. Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Pretty similar to that last game here. Two and a half points here for the Chiefs, minus 142 on the money line for them. Eagles at plus 120 on the money line. Total a little higher, 45 and a half. Trends I have here. Chiefs are 13 and one straight up in their last 14 games against an opponent in the NFC. Eagles 11 and two straight up in their last 13 games on the road. The Chiefs are 7-2-1 and one against the spread in the last 10 games played on a Monday, as well as 8-1 and one straight up in their past nine seasons after a bye. Two and a half points here for the Chiefs. Mackie, why don't you get us rolling here on this one? Monday Night Football, what do you see? Yeah, we got a rematch of the, last, of the previous Super Bowl. Um, Eagles coming in as dogs going into Kansas City. I don't know. I do kind of like the Eagles. I'm not going to lie. I really hope that they do lose this game. But, I mean, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts off a bye. I mean, I don't, I don't. they have so much time to play for this game. Kansas City, um, I guess they've been playing some pretty good football. Obviously, Pat Off Mahomes a bye as well. Mahomes. Both these teams off a bye. Oh, wow. Okay, that changes a lot. Never mind my previous statement then. But, um, I don't know. This Eagles team, I just think they're actually better than this Kansas City Chiefs team. But going on the road here, both teams coming off a bye. I don't, I don't know. That does change my output, my, my outlook on this game a lot. Um, Travis Kelsey was in Argentina last week at the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> Do you think that matters? I, I like the Eagles here. I, I think the Eagles win the game. It's the regular season. If these teams are going to meet again in the Super Bowl for a rematch, we all know who everyone's going to take. I took the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. Dumbest pick of my life. Faded Mahomes in a Super Bowl. Not the first time I did it, though. Took Brady two years ago, whenever that happened, whenever the fuck that was. But I like the Eagles here. Like them on the money line, plus 120. They're playing better football, like you said. Both, or like I said, both teams coming off a bye. Eagles were playing good coming into the bye week. I think this is a big game for the Chiefs. Could be a statement game. Haven't been playing their best football. They win a huge Monday night football game against the Eagles at home. I like the Eagles. I also like the under. It's not the pretty play. Monday night football. I'm going to ride the trend. Give me the under. Yeah, I like the under as well. I don't know. I really do hope the Chiefs can figure out a, w- a way to win this game for uh, the Cowboys' sake. But Eagles are good, man. They're 8-1 and one for a reason. Yep. All righty, boys. That wraps up just about everything we got here. <laughs> NFL Week 11. Going to be a good one here. Lots of good primetime games. Uh, some lower... There's some big spreads, lower totals. Lots to look forward to here in week 11. Let's keep it moving here and jump into the NBA. Some basketball to get us finished off for this week's episode. First point I have here, the Warriors and the Timberwolves got heated on Tuesday night. Raymond Green was ejected for putting Timberwolves center Rudy Goldberg in Goldberg in a chokehold. I watched the clips of that and I was just, I laughed, but I was like, that's mad. Like, so people are I- nuts. I don't really know how that all started, Mackie. Something was cool. What was it with Clay Thompson or however? Yeah, I mean, so last, last game they were already talking. It was chippy. They played like four days ago, so everyone knew this this shit was going to happen. And um, Clay missed a shot. I guess he got tied up with. I don't even know who he got tied up with, but they're ripping each other back and forth. And Rudy kind of like grabs Clay, but like not like by the throat or anything, just kind of trying to like calm him down. And fucking Draymond comes in. <laughs> Man, you know how Draymond is. But um, he came in, choked him up, just kind of dragged him out. And he, like Rudy said it best, Draymond knew like he was getting ejected. He 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 planned on getting ejected. It wasn't like it was like, what did I do? Like he he went into that like, all right, we're I, I got to enforce here. But, yeah. Um, I don't know, just fucking basketball players, and none of them throw a punch or anything. You just kind of cry. You're all like six nine, like two hundred and eighty pounds, and they're all, the, all the worst fighters in the world. Dude. Yeah, because nobody ever wanted to touch him growing up because they were the biggest dude. Now there's a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> they're all so soft. Nobody throws a punch or anything. Actually, Draymond throws punches, but only at his teammates. Yeah. Well, that's why they got rid of him. <laughs> Alrighty, let's jump into our power rankings here in the NBA. Here, our first... Uh... Oh, did we not post them? They're scheduled for tomorrow. I have it. Uh, just go to the picks chat and go to the pictures and you'll see it. You don't even have to click on see all. It's like the bottom middle. You know what I mean? Alrighty. Now uh, we have our first ever NBA power rankings here coming into this week, November 14th. Let's run through these at number five, the Dallas Mavericks, number four, the Milwaukee Bucks, Three, the Philadelphia 76ers, two, the Boston Celtics, and one, them, those Denver Nuggets. 
What are we thinking here? Coming into the NBA, season's rolling, season's up and moving. What do you guys think? Yeah, we got those Denver Nuggets coming in at number one. Uh, defending champs, obviously, you're the best player in the world. Um, sitting at eight and two, I believe. So nine and two. Yeah, so you got to respect him, put him at number one. Celtics also playing good, good basketball. But look at those Sixers. Uh, big win against those Celtics, playing really good basketball. Joel Embiid playing really good basketball. It's the regular season. The Sixers love the regular season. Um, so they're 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 sitting up there, top three. Um, Bucks aren't playing the best basketball. That duo is getting off to a, kind of a slow start, but. Uh, I, you know, you got to respect them. They'll be up there at the end of the season. And who do we have at number five? Mavericks. Mavs playing really good basketball. You like to see that. You like to see that for Lucas sake, but I hate Kyrie. So, yeah, we, I mean, and I think the reason Dallas got the nod there over Minnesota, Minnesota has the game on them, the, the one extra or Dallas has one extra loss. But obviously I think if those two teams played each other, you know, Luca, I know that I know Anthony Edwards is one of, one of the up and coming, if not already there, superstar in this league, but You'd take Kyrie and uh, and Luca to get the job done. I think in a series against those two teams, wouldn't you? Honestly, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I know I would. Luca in the playoffs is so good. Timberwolves are playing crazy good basketball. Anthony Edwards is playing like a top ten player in the world right now. He's yeah. incredible. This guy's a. He's baller. one of my favorite guys to watch. I I've, I just like Georgia, so I was kind of I rooted for him whenever he was coming out of Georgia. Like the fact that he was a number one overall pick or whatever coming out of there, I thought that was pretty sweet. But yeah. They're they're definitely coming into their own up there in, in uh, Minnesota. I think it's a good move. They didn't move on from Cat. Yeah, Rudy up there is a big addition. Um, they just they were ba- basically banking on Anthony Edwards becoming who he is, and he's he's definitely developed into that role pretty pretty damn good. Clippers zero and four with James Harden. What do you think of that? Yes, first six game losing streak of Kawhi Leonard's high school, college, or professional career, which is pretty crazy. Harden, I mean, have you watched any of the games? Like, he's not. He just looks like shit. He's not gelling with the team at all. He's making, he's turning the ball over left and right. Uh, this guy just thinks he thinks it's 2019 again. But it, you know, he's he's just not the player he used to be. Yeah, another team that I've I've liked and co- took in a couple games this year is the Pacers. They've been pretty consistent. They're, they're I mean, they're third place in the East right now. But obviously, there's a lot of teams pretty tight. Reese. Them tied with the Heat, but. Yeah, Tyrese. I like Miles Turner's having a hell of a year for the Pacers. They just have a really good young team. I'm a big uh, Matherin. I like a lot of Buddy Heald. I like a lot of those pieces they have there and over there in Indiana. Yeah, Tyrese is just having a crazy season. He's scoring the ball. like uh, I think he had 35 the other night or something. Was, but... His line was set at 25 and a half. He had 25 in the first half. Yeah, dude. He's he's definitely balling right now. He's he's coming or uh, turning into a really young, nice young player. I'm not even kidding. I was looking at Last, I think it was last night. That was one of the plays I was going to do for the – I was going to send that and do that for the day one, but I like Duke better. Either way, we hit, so it doesn't matter. All righty, boys. Good stuff. Like I said, NBA season fully rolling here now, just like uh, the NFL, NHL, college basketball, college football. Lots to look forward to as we keep moving here. Some news in the college world, college basketball, number nine, Duke takes down number 18, Michigan State on Monday night, 74 to 65, Michigan State moves to a one and two record on the year after after early losses to JMU and Duke, Duke now two and one on the season with a loss to Arizona. How far do we see this Duke team going this year um, after that game there on Monday? Huff, you hitting them on Tuesday or whatever. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I, I'm Mackie. I don't know about you. I think this is the a pretty fun Duke team to watch. I like Proctor, and I know I said I like Filipowski. I know you said you're not too big of a fan of his, but Jeremy Roach. They have some nice pieces on this Duke team, and they're pretty fun to watch. They they had a tough loss against Arizona at home. I did have Duke in that game uh, in a parlay on the money line, so I was just hoping they could win that game. Couldn't get it done late, uh, just in the field or in the free throw battle. But I, I think this Duke team is definitely going to go on a run this year, and we'll see them late in March. Who they lose to again? I forget. Last year? No, this year. They have a Arizona. Loss. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But yeah, they looked good last night. I don't I'm not sure if this is a national championship winning team. Um uh, I it's not that I don't like Philip Baske. I think he's really good. I just don't like the way he looks and moves. He looks like a <laughs> I know I know game, exactly but, what you mean. Um, I like him though. Proctor's a dog. This Duke team is definitely deep. They're pretty good. But um how about uh Kansas last night coming back? Hunter Dickinson, twenty seven points, twenty one rebounds. Uh he's a biggest stud. Biggest addition out of Michigan. Um, Kansas is, Kansas looks like a national championship winning team for sure. Yeah, he's a stud. That was a big game. 
I'm not huge on Kentucky this year. That was surprised to see them down that big in that second half, but they got the win. They couldn't cover for us, so we go one and one last missed, night in college basketball. Missed by a half point. It, it really was the the right play. They they definitely should have blown them out, but slow start. They lost first half by ten points. All righty. I think that's just about everything we got here this week. Like I said, NFL week 11, everything else is in full is full steam ahead in the sports world. Make sure to check out our live stream on Sunday. Picks and preview our top five games showcasing those games and our best bets for those games, as well as our videos on Thursday and Monday night, Monday mornings, excuse me, for the Thursday and Monday night primetime games. Lots to look forward to here in week 11. But that's all I got here for the podcast. What else do you guys got? Get us finished off here this week. Yeah, and if you haven't already started following it, make sure you're tuned into the social media. We started a uh, 10-day challenge trying to win $10,000 in 10 days. Started out with Duke spread. Tonight, we're going with the Knicks. Well, I guess by the time you're listening to this, yesterday, uh, whatever you want to look at it. Day two, the play was the Knicks minus one and a half. So make sure you're staying tuned to the social media, see how far we can go with this. Uh, obviously, starting out hot, hoping we can get the Knicks tonight to get to uh, day three tomorrow. But make sure you're staying tuned to the social media. all the NHL, NBA, college basketball, NFL tomorrow night. Uh, as well as uh, NFL on Sunday. So uh, make sure you're staying tuned, turn those post notifications on, like, follow, whatever, you know, though I say it every week, but uh, we appreciate it. And that's going to do it for me. And we'll see you guys Sunday for the uh, live stream for the NFL week 11. Hit the books.